Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Full of Joy podcast today. Today's guest on the podcast is real estate and marketing expert Tay Cardenas. Tay is the founder of Social Estate Co., which is a marketing agency designed to help real estate professionals dominate their industry with branding, marketing, and social media strategies. And today on the podcast, we chatted about Tay's transitions in her career that led her to working as a real estate agent in Hawaii. And since our interview, Tay has actually moved from Hawaii to Colorado. So excited for her. So if you are looking for tips on finding your niche, working for yourself, and creating a schedule that works for your lifestyle, you will love this episode. So let's jump into it. Can you kind of take me back to the beginning and just kind of share your story, how you got started with real estate and then transitioning into marketing and now being like a coach? Take me through it all. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, my story is, I, I feel like I started off really young. Um, I got into real estate when I was a freshman in college. And at that time, I was kind of juggling like a lot of things. So I was going to school. I was working full time as a jewelry consultant. And, you know, I was you know with my now husband. I was trying to juggle everything in life. And um through that I was like okay I need to get my ish together I need to figure out what I'm going to actually do with my life um I loved being a jewelry consultant I thought that it was so fun to be able to like learn people's stories and be part of like their journey picking out their wedding rings and you know that was really fun like experience for me but what was kind of hard for me was um not having that like time freedom or being able to create my schedule because I just felt so overwhelmed with everything that was on my plate. And I, of course, was the person that put it all on my plate, but I was like, no, there has to be like a simpler way. And so my brother um, kind of sparked the idea of becoming a real estate agent. He's like, what, if, what about if you got into real estate? And I was like, yes, that is so cool. I've always kind of loved interior design, redecorating my room a bunch and, you know, doing all of that stuff. So I was like, yes, that's for me. I did everything possible as soon as possible to get my license. And I got um, basically everything I needed and then jumped into it. I was still working my um, full-time job, but I sold my first sort of home at 19. And I thought that that was like it. I was like ready to quit my job. I was like, I am doing this. This is the coolest thing ever. And then very quickly realized that like it is a very hard industry <laughs> to be consistent in. And it was just very hard for me um, mentally because I felt like I was still kind of stepping into that, I guess, role and finding myself of like who I was and what I wanted for my life that I was like, okay, if I want to make this consistent, like I need help. And so through that, I started to look for um, mentors and like people that I could either look up to or work for in order to kind of learn the ropes of getting the success that I really, really wanted. And so I found my mentors. Um, they were killing it in real estate. Like they had teams, they had, you know, beautiful lives, very balanced lives. And I just thought that that was like what I really, really wanted. And we have grown so much over the years. I'm still kind of with them. We're learning and growing together. And I just think it's so cool. Um, but through that like pivotal moment in my career, they helped me get over like so many limiting beliefs that I had, like imposter syndrome of being too young, not knowing enough, feeling like I didn't fit in with the rest of like the industry and like all of these different things. And they were just really taught me to get over that and just do it anyway. 
And so as I've kind of grown, real estate started to take off and they started to give me a lot more responsibility within their business. So they gave me a lot of like marketing responsibility. They're like, hey, you know, push this out, create this, do this. And I loved it. Like, I was like, this is amazing. Like, I feel creatively fulfilled as well as, you know, being able to make connections with people. And from there, you know, I kind of just kept doing it and kept doing it until the pandemic hit. <laughs> I think everyone's lives kind of changed during the pandemic, but um, the pandemic hit. And then I very quickly realized that like, oh snap, like this is real. Like what I'm doing is actually a huge thing. And it's probably going to be the next big thing for um, not only real estate agents, but businesses moving forward. And so I really started to like tap into that, got courses, um, Googled my eyes out. I feel like I just spent so many late nights trying to figure out how I wanted to um, create my business around it. And so ultimately launched it and it's been pretty successful for the past like year and a half. And I'm just so excited to see where it's going to take me in the coming years. Wow. What right, a beautiful a <laughs> well, it is complex. It is a complex yeah. story. It was so relatable though. Like you said, I think a lot of people's lives changed in the pandemic and we all got a lot of clarity. Um, but yeah, where I really related is that you were juggling a lot. And um, I think it's really cool that you recognized what you wanted. Like you were, you know, it sounds like you were grateful to be where you were at and you were <laughs> going to succeed no matter what. Like, okay, I actually kind of want some time freedom. I want to be in charge of my own schedule. So um, in doing so, it sounds like that's when you kind of were like, okay, maybe I can learn more about this. And that's kind of where I'm at. Like I'm in kind of that research phase. So I want to ask, um, because I feel like you relate to this, like I'm always taking the free course or I'm always doing the webinar, trying to like expand and, and learn more and like be the expert, you know, yeah. but I feel like you're good at like taking all your ideas and then following it and like taking action and then launching. So like, um, there's so many, so much I want to get into, but really like, how do you take that action and then launch? Like, what's your system for that? What'd that look like? I guess I have a very like strong belief that, and I, I don't want to say that it's like, I don't have time. It's just that I know that time is precious. And so for a lot of the mentors and people that I've um, kind of looked up to, I always ask them like, what would you do differently? Um, or, you know, like what kind of things have you done to get your success? And a lot of the advice that I got was, I just wish I started sooner. Or I just, I wish I did this, you know, years ago. And so that was kind of like a pattern in a lot of the answers that people would give me. And so I was like, okay, if most people just regret not starting sooner, then I just want to start as soon as possible because I want to be able to not to look back on my journey and not feel like I waited so long to pursue something that I really, really wanted. So mm -hmm. I guess anytime that I want to do something, I'm like, okay, if I feel scared, <laughs> it's probably a good sign that I'm leaning into something that's going to move me forward. If I'm already comfortable doing it, then maybe I need to step a little bit further and kind of get on that ledge of feeling uncomfortable. And that's mm -hmm. kind of where I feel a lot of the fulfillment is like that burning, like, oh snap, is this really happening? Sort of situation and leaning into it. It's hard, not easy. <laughs> oh 
my gosh, that's so hard. Yes. So that really um something I want to ask you about too is how you make those shifts in your mindset. Because I feel like you and I can relate or like we had a lot of limiting beliefs. Like 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 you said, like you're too young or you don't know enough or like you're new to the market or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, like are your ways to combat that just like doing, you know, the research and like educating yourself. Like how do you move past those limiting beliefs? Totally. I, I think that um one thing that has helped me a lot is looking at different perspectives. And so something that I kind of work through is if I'm having like doubt or fear or something that's kind of blocking me, I ask myself, okay, where's the proof in that? Like, where's the evidence that like supports that thing that's in my head? And this came like really prevalent to me when I felt very like young and insecure early on into my real estate career. I was like super nervous to go into this like appointment. And my mentor at the time was like, what's, what's, you know, what's holding you up? And I'm like, I just feel like I'm so young to be doing this. Like, I don't feel capable or confident or whatever. And he's like, has anyone ever told you that you're too young? (laughs) And I literally was like, oh, I guess, I mean, there's instances where I felt that he's like, what, where's the proof? And from then on, I was like, dang, okay, where is the proof? Like all of these thoughts that I'm having, like, if I can't find proof or validity, validity in it then it must just be me like doubting myself and if I can't find proof then I just say hell with it go for it if I can find proof that something supports that then I try to figure out like how I can improve or get more educated or whatever it might be to not have that sort of feeling anymore I guess yeah well you definitely did that inner work to the point where now you're teaching others and now you're the (laughs) one giving that advice so that's such a beautiful story. So let's talk a little bit about um, marketing and personal branding. So with personal branding, like what is the importance of it with being a real estate agent and like marketing yourself in that way? Um, like going beyond like your logo and your fonts. Like I think I saw, maybe it was a reel or something that you had posted and it was like, yeah, like when you think of marketing, you think logo and brand colors and aesthetic, but really it goes way beyond that. So can you talk about like the importance of that personal branding? Totally. So I am a very like passionate person (laughs) when it comes to personal branding, because I think that it's the key indicator of what makes you unique and what makes people attracted to you and want to work with you. I think that um, uh, when I first got into real estate, I thought that branding was logos, you know, like who has the most luxurious looking logo that's going to make me look like I know my stuff and that, you know, whatever. And I very quickly realized that like, we can all have the same logo. We can all have the same color branding. We can all work for the same, you know, company, but there are still going to be people that will kill it and be, you know, very successful. And some people that won't. And the people that are extremely successful know what they stand for and they know what they don't stand for. And I think that a lot of like personal branding comes down to um your values and what you believe to be true for your business and true for the people that you serve and so knowing your values really helps you to kind of decide the experience that you want to create for your clients so if you know you know if you value authenticity then you want to be straight up and be real with your clients and give them that same service 
um, and not sugarcoating things or not, you know, doing things that would be um, in disalignment with that value or that belief. And so, um, yeah, I really believe that personal branding is, yes, of course, the aesthetics, the visual part of it, but also how you um, show up to serve your clients and how you um, treat your clients so that way they can then feel that sort of way and share it with others. Yes. I love how you said successful people know what they stand for. And to me, I take that as like, also, you know what you can offer. So I want to ask with you, like, how did you figure out like, wait, I'm actually really good. Like I could really offer this expertise as a course or as consulting or coaching, or even package it up, like how to recognize what you offer and then packaging it up in something to sell. Like, how did you do that? (laughs) Totally. Um, to be honest with you, there was a lot of resistance around it at first. I, um, when, when I was very like heavily involved in my real estate career, I, my main mission was, okay, I'm just going to crush real estate. Like I just want to help as many people as possible. And I was still of course struggling. I was doing the marketing thing. And I had a lot of other agents asking me, Hey, can you help me with this? Hey, can you help me with this? Or do you mind, you know, um, giving me your opinion on this? And I loved being that resource for people. And then, you know, I had a few people that were like, Hey, can I, you know, pay you to do this? And then I was just like, I don't know. Like, I just felt like it was, um, almost too easy. (laughs) Like I was just like, I feel like it's so easy for me that it felt like a weird thing to get paid for it. And then I realized that like, no, people want this. Like, if people want this and they want to pay you for it, why not? Like, (laughs) go for it. And so it took me about, honestly, probably six to eight months of battling that inner, like, thing of like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And then I just kind of went for it. And I think the pandemic really brought that out because I was like, whoa, people need this and they need it and they want it now. And so, um, yeah, I think just going for it um, and finding, like, what people ask you for a lot is actually kind of what you're naturally good at. Like if people are asking you for advice on something or asking for your help on something, I think that's a good indicator of like what you could really be um, good at and creating either content around or um, anything really uh, moving forward. So yeah. Interesting. I want to ask, this is just making me think, I want to ask if you can relate to this. So like I said, I feel like we can relate, like we're in like a really similar transitional phase. And it just hit me, like, I might've even been this morning. Like it really hit me that like, I'm finally in alignment with the career that I think I'm supposed to have, like for my lifetime career. (laughs) And it hit me like, how am I going to do this forever? Like, so I have like you, like I have things coming up soon. Like I'm going to launch so many things soon, Mm -hmm. just like you. Yeah. And I just feel like I'm so excited now. And like, I can tell, like, I can just tell, like, this is in alignment with me but I just felt like, oh my God, like this is my forever. Like, how am I going to keep growing in this? How am I going to keep getting clients? Like, oh my gosh, do you struggle with that? Like this just came to me. Yes. OMG. Like I feel that so much. And it's almost like you're scared to not let go, but kind of, I guess like shed this like skin or this layer of you. And it's the weirdest thing. Um, But I think that it's so beautiful, like how, um, if you look back, 
like on your life and you look back at like the major transitions that you kind of made, it kind of always works out. Like, and so even though like it feels like for me, at least right now, it feels like I could see myself doing this for 10, 15, 20 years. I also feel like if I do get to a point where I want more or I'm ready for a new transition that like it will come like it will come and it'll be okay because life is like so much about change but it's weird because I also feel like we're constantly trying to put boxes around our life or like keep ourselves contained to like one thing and it's like no that's the beautiful thing about life it's like you can do anything and you can have it all if you want it all you know so it's just it's very interesting it's a very in that's an inner battle that I'm totally working with right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> I knew you could relate yeah that's a good filter to put it through like am I trying to put myself in a box like why do I need to have this figured out like yeah so what what if it's like 20 years from now and I want to change like I'll figure <laughs> it out I figured it out this far yes <laughs> yes absolutely absolutely it's okay to change. It's absolutely okay to change. I yeah. Believe. It's necessary. I mean, yes. It even if you're not, yeah. Even if you're not trying, it happens. Like mm-hmm. I was making a list. Do you manifest at all? Yes. Uh, 100%. I'm oh my list. God. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So yesterday I was getting a pedicure and I brought my journal and I was like, okay, I'm going to journal like while I do this. So I wrote a list of everything that I've manifested and then everything I want to manifest. And there was like two things that I intentionally manifested, but like 50 just came into my life that like I had wanted, but I didn't take action on. So I'm like, maybe this is a sign that like, or maybe this is just more of me understanding that. Like, I don't really have to prove myself as much as I think I do. Mm -hmm. Like, it will come, like, all these changes will come, like, everything that is supposed to come to me will come to me just because, like, just because I'm worthy of it. Yes. I don't know. Does that make sense? (laughs) No, I love that. It's, it's confidence in, like, and, and trust, I feel like, in where you are and knowing that you're going to be capable of figuring it out in the future or where whatever comes your way you know Mm -hmm. and I mean to piggyback on manifesting like it's I love that you journaled that because I think that that's so interesting to look back like even vision boards I don't know if you ever like look back at some of your past vision boards and you're like wait that happened or wait that's like I swear to you there's a picture of a living room on my vision board and my husband saw it recently um and he was like that looks like our living room kind of. And I was like, it does. It's the weirdest thing. Um, but I really do believe that if you can visualize and if you can, um, you know, just stand true in what you want, like it'll come in, in time. It'll definitely come over. Yeah, it's, oh, it's so crazy. <laughs> it's so crazy. I think I saw one of your, it might've been um, one of your captions or something, but you were saying that like one of your affirmations is like, it was something like by creating the space for you, it also creates space for other people. Like you need to do it and then that will help other people do it. And you're such a great example of that. And it made me want to bring up um, how you talk about growing your audience by renting. Can you talk a little about that? That was such a genius. It was so genius. So can you share more about that here? <laughs> I just thought, okay. 
I was very proud of myself for thinking of that name because I felt like it related so well to real estate and marketing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think that a a lot of the, um, the connections and the growth that I have made has been through collaborating with other people. And I think that um, a lot of people appreciate different perspectives and um, experience and expertise from other people. And so, um, yeah, growing your audience by renting is something that I love to share with my clients because sometimes we can feel like we don't have it all figured out. Or sometimes we feel like we can't wear all the hats and that our clients need this or our audience needs this, but we can't be everything to everyone. And so if you can be resourceful, if you can be that linchpin, that person that connects people with other people, um, that makes you the kind of like the go-to person, like the person that people want to um, find and and consume content from because um, you, you don't have to be the expert, but if you can point people in the direction of where they want to go, then I think that um, people really appreciate that. And it not only helps you or them, but it also helps you. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a prime example of you running my audience. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, so I want to ask more about marketing and like your your tools that you use. So like I said, uh, like I was saying earlier, I love your aesthetic and um, you can tell you have such a de- attention to detail. So like, what are like the tools that you use to like plan content or get inspiration or like go from idea to launching? Like you're talking about, like, what are the tools that you use for that? Absolutely. So I use more free tools. I think that, um, I like to use like Canva. Like I am not, I, I know a little bit about Photoshop. I can definitely work my way around Photoshop, but I am like a Canva junkie. I love Canva. I think it's the easiest tool to kind of use. Um, I love it on the desktop, especially. I love um, for like mapping out my content, like and planning it out. I like to use Trello, but I also like to use um, just a simple Word document and just getting all of my ideas out because I'm big on like simplicity. I love to make things as easy as possible so that way I don't get overwhelmed. Um, And then from there, as far as like content, like scheduling, like Planoly is a great uh, tool to use to kind of like map out um, how your, you know, content is going to look on Instagram and kind of just making sure that you're hitting all of the points that you want to hit. So I would say those are like my top three, four tools that I use very, very consistently. So can I ask about your schedule? I feel like a lot of us can relate listening. Like a lot of us work from home or, um, you know, are like trying to work in a team, but also like get our own things going. So like, what does your week look like? Like, how do you um, time manage? How do you have time for all of this? Totally. So I think on Sundays, I like to go in and look at my week and see kind of where everything is at. I, you know, I've listened to, I think one of your other podcasts with the uh, productivity strategist. And I loved, I honestly loved her, um, breakdown of her week. And I really do try to do that for myself, but because everything is just so all over the place with my client schedule and, um, my business, I I can't really do that from like a super zoomed out view. So I like to go in every Sunday and kind of look at my week and then I plan from there. So, um, I do like to plan, uh, the same sort of tasks together and time block that. So if I have like meetings, I try to 
get all of my meetings on one or two days. If I have um, like content creating or anything creative, I try to time block a good amount of time for that. Um, but I don't necessarily have like set days um, for which I, I guess, handle things or do things, but just kind of going in on Sunday and being like, okay, this is coming up, this is coming up. And then how can I plan around this to make sure that I'm checking all the boxes um, and, and that sort of thing. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's actually refreshing to hear that you do it every Sunday. Like sometimes, obviously every, everybody works differently. Like things work for different people. And mm-hmm. Alyssa, yeah, Alyssa's podcast episode was amazing. But apart from her, there's so many like productivity gurus on like reels and TikTok where I feel very like, do I not have my life together because I'm not like planned out to the T, but like, I like to flow. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That works for me. Yes. The time freedom. That's, that's what we all kind of want. And so if you, I mean, obviously structure is really, really important. And I think to an extent you should have some clear, I guess, picture of what your day is going to look like and what you have coming up. But um, yeah, I'm definitely one person that likes to flow a little bit and just do what feels right. I feel like it's less constricting on how you show up and and less pressure, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Another part of that too, is I feel like you know where to spend your time because you know who you're creating content for. So how did you like figure out, like, how did you find your clear message and your clear niche? Like, um, I think I saw on your guides for, which first of all, I really need to get into guides. Like (laughs) it was so helpful for me today, (laughs) but, um, you had a post that said like, you help millennials buy and sell Hawaii real estate with confidence and ease. And I was like, yes, like that is so perfect. Like, how did you figure that out? Um, and then create content for those people that actually converts them to help them, you know, know they want to work with you. Absolutely. So um, the the niche didn't come like very early on, early on in my career, to be very honest. Like I, I didn't get into real estate and think like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna um, help, you know, X, Y, Z people. I didn't know. I wanted to help anyone and everyone because I was like, well, I better learn. <laughs> um, but as I kind of grew, I very quickly realized like, okay, if I was in this person's shoes, what would I want to know? And I myself um, wanted the same goal of owning a home. And so I started to do that same sort of research of like, okay, what would I want to know? I would want to know what I need, how much money I need to put it put in for a down payment. I would love to know how much closing costs are. And basically asking the questions um, as if I was in my client's shoes. And so I think through that, I started to um, create content around that. And then as I got more and more like questions, not only from like people on social media, but my clients, I realized like, oh, I kind of serve like one specific group of people and owning that. Like, I just kind of decided to take ownership of it because it's like, you can evolve, like you can change, you can, you know, expand your niche or grow your niche if you want to, but start small so you don't get overwhelmed and get really confident in one spot and then when you're ready for more like more will come for you and then you can expand so um yeah that's kind of what I've stuck to I think um I've helped a lot of first-time home buyers first-time home sellers over the years and just kind of knowing the patterns that they're going through the feelings that they're kind of feeling and the questions that they ask has really helped me to kind of know my niche um 
to kind of help my clients that are real estate agents to know their niche. I just ask them um, kind of what their area of specialty is or what they're um, really good at or what they want to be good at. And if they don't feel like they're an expert in something yet, then I tell them, okay, this is where we need to like do the work to get educated or get the experience that we need to have in order to be this expert in this area. If they do kind of have, you know, a good amount of experience and I just say, okay, tap into that. Like, let's talk to your clients. Let's, um, you know, ask the right questions that we need to ask in order to um, come up with content around that. So that way people can learn from you and get, you know, inspired or educated by you. So that's kind of my whole thing around niche. <laughs> yes. I love that you said you just own your niche and I'm, I mean, oh my God. I need to work on that. But I feel like so many people can relate um, where, you know, like we start showing up online as one thing. And then, like you said, as we grow, we kind of want to evolve and change. So just allowing yourself to own it and show up there um, obviously is working for, for you and for me. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, it's it's not easy. I think that there's a lot of um, fear around the niche and like not being able to serve everyone that you want to serve. But I think being very specific with who you serve helps you to show up better for those people too, because they feel like they are being um, served really well. Like they feel like it's curated specifically for them. And that's just such a beautiful like connection to have with your audience. If they feel like you're answering all their questions or solving their problems and they just become like not higher supporters, but just more involved, you know? And it's, it's, it's such a cool thing to be that. Person. Yes. So cool. Congrats. <laughs> like, I just feel like you go girl. Like, that <laughs> I love that. Amazing. I love that. Um, yeah, of course, before we wrap up, I want to ask about um, how we can work with you. So I see that you are launching the content crash course soon, and then you have the social estate. So can you talk a little bit about those and who they're for? Yeah, for sure. So the content crash course is a quick sort of class to get the rundown on like what to post, when to post, how to create a content strategy for your business. Um, I had this um, course in mind for the busy entrepreneur, the person that is doing and juggling all of the things, but just needs to get on the bandwagon of social media. Um, so that course is gonna be going live on August 9th. And then um, the social estate is my um, like sort of agency platform. I do a lot of one-on-one uh, -on -one consulting with businesses as well as uh, group coaching that I'm going to be launching later this year for um, real estate agents, um, service-based entrepreneurs, and doing some fun social media and personal branding things um, around that in the future. So fun. Where is this all? It's on your website, on your Instagram. Where can we find it? Yeah. So I'm like super consistent on my Instagram. It's at Tay Cardenas. So T-A-Y-C-A-R-D-I-N-E-S. Um, I try to post very frequently all on personal branding, social media strategy, and then of course, a little bit of a sprinkle in, in real estate and all that. So that's where you can find me, DM me, binge my guides, anything. I'm always there. <laughs> yes. Yay. This was so fun. Taylor, thank you so much for sharing your expertise. And like I said, for you know, going so deep and like deciding where you want to go and using your experience to help others grow. Like it's such a beautiful thing that you're doing. So thank you so much. And thank you for your time. Thank you. I appreciate that so much.